guys. Welcome to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. I'm really excited today to have Monica with me. Monica, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome and hello. Hello, hello. So Monica and I actually met on Instagram and that's where I meet a lot of my friends these days <laughs> with COVID and quarantining. Um, but we connected, We I really just love her profile, her presence, what she's doing. And I actually went on her podcast and I just wanted to bring you on to the show, Monica, to talk a little bit. So let's dive in. Let, Let's just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I'm super excited to be here. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's see. Let's put it in a nutshell. I'm a growth strategist. That's basically a combination between a business coach and a marketing consultant. And I help business owners figure out what the, what is their growth formula because I'm a firm believer that there's no magic secret to achieving success overnight. And that journey is uh, very unique and personal to every brand because every brand has its unique audience, its unique offer, and obviously unique resources at hand. So that's kind of in a nutshell of what I do. That's Other perfect. than that, I'm a mother to a one-year-old. <laughs> I know. So precious. Check her out on Instagram. So precious. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so cute. Like she's, she's getting cuter by the day. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> it is. I, I watch it on Instagram. So cute. Yeah. And other than that, I'm like uh, obsessed with paper crafting and learning new things every day and experimenting with stuff. So that's kind of me like I know. I just, I know we've just connected on so many different things. And so again, you guys need to, to check her out on Instagram and we'll add all that at the end. But I love what you said, Monica. I know that you have a strong marketing background. That's where, you know, you've come from and kind of where this has evolved. So tell us a little bit about, I know we've shared, but tell us a little bit about your journey and, you know, why you're now, you know, helping clients with this, helping them with their brand, their strategy. How did that come to be? Because I know you started kind of in, in a corporate environment or working, you know, and I think you still do that a little bit. So kind of share that, that journey with me. Sure. So I started with digital marketing, I think, I know, 13 years ago, I started my own handmade business and I learned about SEO and tried that for a couple of months and that got me results. And then I started to learn more about marketing and I started loving it more and more and it kind of connected with my geekiness and attention <laughs> to details and creativity and brainstorming ideas and solutions. So uh, I started working with agencies. I started working with small businesses. And for a couple of years, I think five, I was the um, head marketing manager for a luxury uh, fashion brand that was based here in Romania and was looking at uh, expanding internationally. So that kind of introduced me to everything in marketing from influencers to social media, to running events, to running launches and all that stuff. And I started to love it. Yeah. And after a while I decided I needed 
more of a challenge. So I started doing freelancing again, and then I opened my own business. Initially, I did a lot of marketing consultancy, but I got frustrated very fast because I would meet like awesome people, amazing people with some like really inspiring products and visions and desire. Like they could actually help the world live like healthier, happier. And we would come up with amazing strategies. But once our collaboration was done, they weren't implementing it. They weren't right. taking the actions right. to grow their business, to have their voice being heard, to be visible and all that stuff. So I kept testing like my systems, my strategies, my approaches to this. And I realized that I was missing the component of mindset. So I took my life coaching mindset diploma. I started learning more about behavior, more about psychology. And in the meantime, I became more of an entrepreneur myself. And I realized that when your mindset says that you're not good enough or when you have like false beliefs about, you know, imposter syndrome and all that, it's really hard to follow through your plans and your goals, even when you have like a clear roadmap at, at your hand. So the visibility coaching started. It was awesome. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And fast forward to 2020 and 2021, let's come to the present. I now do this combination between mindset coaching and business coaching and marketing consultancy. And I find that it works really, really well because it gives people accountability. It helps with their confidence. And for the businesses that I work with, oftentimes those owners are at the moment when they need to up-level their mindset because they are preparing for a massive growth leap. Right. Because growing your business with like 20% per year could be the difference between six figures and seven figures. Right. So it's a huge mindset in understanding how they can position their brand and what they can do to like upscale their messaging and their presence, presence as an entrepreneur. I love that, Monica. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's exactly what I wanted you to share with the listeners because you have like three components in your secret sauce, you know, and what you teach and what you mentor and you share. And there's a common theme with the women that I interview on my Women for Women Wednesday, and it's mindset. And I have different women on here every week, all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. And along their journey, they always mention mindset. And they always mention that regardless of what they're teaching, mentoring, or whatever they're messaging, what, you know, or they're an advocate or whatever they're doing, mindset played a huge role at some point in their life to get them on the right path. So I really love that you shared that, you know, you knew you had the right strategy. You knew from your, you know, past that you knew how to put together this marketing plan, you know, the brand strategy, all of that, the business plan, but the mindset was missing because like your example of, you know, a company that's at six figures and they're about to up-level to seven figures. Well, if they're just thinking six figures, six figures, and their mindset isn't right or ready for that, 
they're missing a component, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, you've highlighted, highlighted it very, very well. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, that's a part of what goes on with me too. When I, I mean, I teach podcasting obviously, but I also have um, leadership clients. And what I find with them is something very similar when they're going from, you know, maybe a position where they were middle management and now they're going to be upper management or it's very intimidating, right? So they still have this mindset where there are, yes, money plays into it too, right? Money, they're, they're blocked with money, but also um, they're blocked in, in the place that they are, right? In a certain spot. And so they're ready to take on a larger team or their own company or whatever it is in leadership. And so their mindset has to be right and open. And we don't even realize that we're blocking ourselves. So I love that that's a part of your program and your plan and how you mentor. Yeah, it's, it's part of growing and entrepreneurship is all about growth and it's not just about the money. Oftentimes, it's really about growing yourself as a person and as a leader. And the more you grow, you step into new roles because if your business grows, then you can hire other people. And then uh, going from like a one person operations, you need to teach what you know to your staff. And then that changes your role from like a business owner to an educator or yes. even a coach. Yes. So that's part of growth as well and growing your business. And it's something that a lot of people are scared of because when they start a business, they are not prepared to, to wear these many hats, you yes. know, and the imposter syndrome kicks in and you're like, who am I to be doing this? And then self-doubt kicks in and then you start to be scared about, you know, owning up and making your voice be heard and learning in the process, being open to making mistakes and all that stuff. Absolutely. And I think you said that beautifully as well. And I think when I've watched this with so many entrepreneurs, when they have an amazing product and they, you know, create it or an amazing idea and it finally comes to fruition, and then they grow, like you're saying, and they are like, oh my God, I don't know if I can be like the boss, or I don't know if I can manage this, or I don't know marketing, or I don't know, you know, I don't know SEO, or I, you know, I don't know how to, to do social media and all of that. Well, that's why when you're growing, you can hire the right people, or you hire somebody like Monica to help you with strategy and, and figure that out. And you don't have to know it all. You don't have to be perfect you don't have to be perfect exactly and you don't have to be alone in this and exactly. it's okay to ask for help it's exactly. okay to ask for help I think everybody should repeat this like it's okay to ask for help nobody is going yes. to criticize you or judge you for asking for help it's okay I think I act, I mean, actually when I'm sure you're this way too, when you're working with, with people and when I'm talking on the podcast, I encourage people to ask for help. I am actually, I try to get away from being judgmental. I'm sure you're the same way. I want to understand instead of judge, right. And come from that place instead, it just in general in life, but especially with mentoring and coaching. But with this, it, I don't understand why you wouldn't ask for help now that I've seen the light and I do it because you're going to get there so much faster. And 
we all just want to help each other. And I think that's important and coming from that place is important. But I want you to talk to us a little bit, Monica, you keep referring to imposter syndrome and some people bring it up, um, but you bring it up a lot. And a lot of people don't know what that is. So tell us a little bit about imposter syndrome because a lot of people struggle from this and I don't think they realize it. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, I think it manifests manifest in different ways. And I know so much about it because I've been struggling with it and finding ways to not necessarily overcome it, but at least accept that it's part of like my journey. So imposter syndrome is when you want to hit publish on an awesome video or on an awesome blog post or on an awesome book and you're like but who am i to teach about this aren't there other people who are doing this better than i am or when you have like good results with your clients but when it comes to sharing those you feel like those are average mm-hmm. And it's basically a little voice inside your head that says, look, you're better off doing things you're doing now. You don't really need to be doing better because if you do better, it's likely somebody is going to show up and judge you or tell you or show you that you're not that good as you think you are. And it's actually very connected with the fear of being visible. That's at least my personal experience with imposter syndrome. And back when I started doing my uh, entrepreneurship thing and being a coach and a consultant, I fought a lot with this because here I was, here I was like 10 years in the industry, but never once have I thought about let's use the case studies and the results that I have to teach other people. So I would compare myself with like the gurus of the industry Mm -hmm. and that would like completely freeze me. And I was like, if this guy is teaching about this, then there's literally no space for me to be teaching about it as well. So it took me a lot of mindset work and like affirmations Mm -hmm. and doing what I call small uh, acts of courage to be able to move from that place where I, where I was completely paralyzed with this impression that I was an imposter, even though I had like the expertise, I had the knowledge, I had the experience, I had the creativity to be able to say, okay, I'm doing this and it's okay. There's space for everyone online to be sharing good ideas and to be teaching people how to achieve their goals. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you shared kind of at the end how you're over overcoming it and continually doing that because I think we I think some of us go through imposter syndrome a little bit more than others because we learn to live with it. You know, and and I think, you know, we say that, you know, some people say at least, you know, oh, well, I got over it. No, I don't know that we ever completely get over it because you're kind of always, there's always going to be someone who knows more than you and less than you. And that's kind of what helped me simplify it and get over it, right? Because I went through a lot of the same things that you went through too. You know, when I I was told like, oh, you should teach podcasting. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I know this a little bit more than that. Like, why should I? But there's people out there that don't know how to podcast. 
there's always going to be people that know less than you and more than you. And I, I think what you said is absolutely accurate. You know, there is room for everybody out there and letting go of that judgment of yourself, because that's really what it is. Um, but a lot of people I think don't realize what imposter syndrome is, and it leaves you in what a a phrase I love perfection paralysis, because you'll just stop. Mm -hmm. You just want to get it perfect. So you just stop. You don't even start. Or you sabotage yourself without being aware. Like you keep pushing the date for launching that book. You keep pushing the date for publishing that newsletter or stuff like that. Yeah, that's a very good point, Mona. Absolutely. So what is your, what is your quick tip or little tidbit that you can give people who are struggling with imposter syndrome? Because I know a lot of us have struggled or are currently struggling, especially people who are trying to get content out online and they're not comfortable online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there are actually two things. (laughs) Okay. So the first, the first one is, um, you don't have to be the ultimate expert and you don't have to know everything because it's actually impossible to fit the entire knowledge about marketing or whatever your topic is in your brain within like a normal human lifetime. Yeah. And the thing is that oftentimes you just have to be a few steps ahead your customer or your client to be able to help them. Yes. And then the second part, and that's this is something that might sound a little bit nasty, but it's all in our heads. Like no one is going to care that much if, the blog post you just published has a few typos or that the book you just wrote isn't filled with 1000 references and hasn't been approved <laughs> by, uh, you yes. know, really tight academia stuff. Like yes. we are, we, we want to be that important, but the truth is that when you're going to publish that video, you might get some like, negative feedback but you're not going to get all the negative feedback in the world for your one video mm-hmm. so oftentimes we create our own misfortune mm-hmm. let's go like that and we just don't do stuff because we imagine everyone is going to look at us and everyone is going to have something bad to say about the things the things we do so those are like the two fast and easy things that come to my mind whenever I am struggling with imposter syndrome and they usually help me to like hit the publish button or, you know, send um, a proposal for a client or, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Or even like appear on a live and talk about, teach about something. Yeah, I love that. I think those are two great pieces of advice. And I want to add to the second one because I read something the other day. Um, It was this one young lady. I wish I remembered who it was that posted this so I could quote it, but she was talking about how, and I'm a worrier. So I went through all of this as, 
as well. And I've gotten a lot better at it, but she was talking about, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to do this, like in your second step to worry so much about what people are thinking, worry, because to your point, we're thinking, oh my God, we're like Beyonce putting out a music video. Like, (laughs) no, like your first video is going to suck. Your first post is going to suck, right? Like it's, it's okay, right? Your first blog post, you might have a typo. You might not, you know, put enough words in it. You might put too many words in it. It's, you have to get started and you will get attention eventually, right? You're not going to get a million hits on your first thing. Like it's just not going to happen. And so don't worry about that. But this one young lady was talking about how her parents had given her advice and said, stop thinking about all of that. Stop living in that because you now you're going to live the experience twice. And Mm. that hit me so hard. I was like, oh my God, that's like, that's imposter, imposter syndrome though. Like you're have you're stressing out twice about a situation. And what if you live the negative situation, live that through in your head, it causes this imposter situation, right? That we know about the syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then you're going through perfection paralysis. And then when you actually go ahead and get it done, it wasn't all that bad. And it's like a second mm-hmm. in time. Right. So you just had this negative experience all for this buildup for nothing. So just go ahead and, and do it. So I, I love your advice, Monica. I think that's great. And it's also something that, you know, to think about what you've said this through the entire, you know, interview so far, think about what is true, right? Like what is Mm -hmm. true? Um, you know, you know it to be true that you're not going to have a million people watch your first video. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Right. So think about those things and don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Just get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Set like realistic expectations. And then another really great way of fighting imposter syndrome is something called success stacking. So whenever you feel like really down and you are in like this um perfectionist paralysis and all that stuff just take a piece of paper and a pen and start writing down all the situations where you have achieved something or overcame uh, a challenge or i know situations in your life where you were proud of yourself for having done the things that made you happy and when you showed courage and whenever you go into that really negative pattern of thinking just go to just go back to that piece of paper and start reading and it could be something like well when I was 10 I did this well in my 20s I traveled with my backpack across these states or when I was like 21 I got my first uh, poem published in a magazine or stuff like that all those tiny things matter because Mm -hmm. they show you that you are worthy of being seen, heard, appreciated, and that you have the power and the skills and the confidence and the courage to like overcome whatever it comes, whatever comes your way. I love that. That's one of my favorite practices to do, especially when you're, you're feeling exactly like you said, imposter syndrome, <laughs> paralyzed with perfection and you know remember all those times where you just went for it and you succeeded I love that and get that down on paper because it's so powerful paper is powerful (laughs) so um Monica 
tell us where we can find you. Obviously, I'll include it in the show notes, um, but tell us where we can find you if we would like to work with you and, you know, who who is a good fit to work with you as well. So where can we find you and who who is, you know, a good fit to work with you? So you guys can find me at monicabadiu.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram, uh, it's Monica Badiou, but I don't post that often there because I'm still like trying to figure out how do I do social media and the business and the life and the kid, but I'm getting <laughs> the hang of it. And if you guys want to work with me, I'm really just interested in working with people who are creative, who are uh, on a mission to do better not for themselves but like for the entire community so they have a like higher purpose and they are open to receiving uh blunt feedback because that's kind of part of the service i do accountability and calling you on your bullshit whenever you try to sabotage yourself (laughs) yeah you're you're blunt and i like that about you monica yeah so they have to be open to that Thank you. It's, yeah. it's, it's a compliment that I don't get that often, but no, really, I, I will be blunt, but in a very kind way. <laughs> I, I have a very similar style. So I understand that too. I totally understand that. Um, it yeah. has been amazing, amazing having you here today, Monica, and I'll make sure to include your Instagram, your um, obviously your profile and, you know, who a little bit about you. So if someone wants to work with you, hopefully some of my listeners will, they can find you. Thank you, Maya. It was lovely doing this and I want to do it again. I enjoy, I enjoy talking with you so much. I enjoyed having you. I'll definitely have you back again. Thank you so much, Monica. And thank you guys so much for listening to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week. 